You're listening to the Ask Drone You podcast. You ask, we answer your drone questions. Whether you're here to turn your passion into profit or you simply fly for fun, we're a community of learners and teachers who aspire to achieve greatness. We are Drone You. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another edition of Ask Drone You. I am learning to be your humble host. My name is Paul. <laughs> My name's Rob, and we appreciate you guys very much. Thank you for spending a few minutes of your day with us. It never goes unappreciated. And by the way, askdroneu.com is the place for you to get your questions, and we'd love to hear from you. Definitely. We've got an interesting question today. We're talking, once again, Remote ID 2023. And I think I'm going to say it like that pretty much every single time that we talk about it as a reminder to everyone to uh, not overthink it. Don't get worried about it. I wouldn't even consider it in your business for the next 18 months, seriously, uh, as you know, we are awaiting future guidance as we are kind of seeing how things progress uh, here, here in the United States. Uh, and as I say that, I also do find it ironic and funny to mention that as quote unquote, the world's leader in technology, Africa is uh, having more drone deliveries per day than the United States has and for some time as well. So <laughs> anyway, I just like to, you know, get a little poke in there, a little jab. But uh, where in Africa, all over Africa, So <laughs> maybe not uh, maybe not in some of the maybe not the Congo, but uh, I actually don't know. So don't don't quote me on that. Um, that said, I just like to uh, illustrate the point that um, I think that we have proven how safe drones are to open up the airspace. And I think it's uh, it's it's time to move forward, you know, so indeed, indeed. Anyway, that said, uh, I think we've got an interesting question today. Maybe we should just get right into it. But before we do that, uh, we are going to discuss the sponsor of our show. That's right. It's the Bald Headed Bureau, a.k.a. the guy sitting right next to me. <laughs> this was not supposed to be a thing. <laughs> what are we talking about? We're talking about the new upcoming in-person training events. Wait a minute. Did I just say in-person you, sh you did say that. I yeah. said in person, right? That means close contact with that other people. That means multiple people. Yes. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we are excited to announce that we've got some in-person trainings coming up. And if you would like to sign up for them, no, you will not need a COVID vaccination passport that might be unconstitutional. But that is a discussion for another podcast. I'll say. And not on this show. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'll say. Uh, but that said, if you do want to join us and you want to really learn how to master flight, Flight Mastery is back. Very excited about that. The obstacle courses are back. And in fact, we are going to be taking this class to a whole new level as we kind of implement mini fly-in exercises in a two-day training that includes operations. I also do want to just give a quick little uh, piece of info and news. Uh, Rob and I are uh, attempting, we are spending time, significant amount of time, of trying to have the fly-in, uh, bringing back the fly-in. And for everyone wondering, there is an extreme backlog of film productions throughout the state that are making it difficult to lock down one of the traditional sites that we would use for the fly-in. Luckily, we've got a couple options, but I'm not sure that we're going to be shooting for August. It's probably going to be September, uh, maybe even October. But the reason... Which is a beautiful time in New Mexico, by the way. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. Uh, who knows? Maybe we'll even get to hear from Haya again and, and uh, go to the balloon fiesta one more time. That said, what an amazing 
opportunity. I'm so excited for that. I'm really excited to get just back to hanging out with a lot of our, our core pilots. I'm really excited to just get into these, you know, advanced flying missions. And uh, I think what we're also going to do with this fly-in is have less exercises and more time. So it's... Uh, Go I, deeper. Go deeper, yeah, instead of broader. But I think it's also a great opportunity for people to really get a chance to try different types of drone jobs and see what fits their fancy. Yeah. So it'll be fun. It sure will. Yeah, parts guaranteed. We've got. Uh, we've. We'll have news out when we cover that. But if you do want to see the upcoming training events, just go to thedroneu.com and scroll down to training events. Check it out. Paul, Rob, how you doing? This is Jack from Maine. Actually, I'm not from Maine anymore. I'm living in Massachusetts, but I digress. My question has to do with the new FAA remote requirements that are coming up here. There's three ways to comply with it. Uh, one, it's integrated into the unit. Two, you use the add-on. And three, we fly in some sort of airspace. So I'd like to get a little bit more detailed into that. What platforms are you thinking or what manufacturers are going to provide for that particular platform's ability to broadcast remote ID. What are your thoughts about that? What are the caveats, et cetera? Two, what are the manufacturers that are going to be providing this little add-on that we put in there? Is it going to be a Bluetooth thing? Do we have to wire it? I mean, what are the what are the caveats for that, too? And number three, where are these supposed airspaces where everybody can gather together to fly their drones, uh, like 150 drones in a small little airspace and not collide with each other? Just some thoughts on that and uh, what we can do to find out some more information about that. We're really glad to hear about that. And um, just to give you a reminder, I was in your mapping class, your flight mastery class in Dallas just before the pandemic kind of hit and uh, took a hold there. I had a great time, learned a lot. Uh, just giving you a little plug there. Uh, and I got some more stories associated with that if you ever want to give me a call. Anyhow, have a great day and drone on. Hmm. Thanks, Jack. You're awesome. Appreciate the question. Appreciate you spending some time in our classes. Hopefully you've uh, deployed some of that knowledge and uh, have had some benefits from that because it's good stuff. Anyways, he's, he's go ahead. I just got to say, I love the fact that People come in and ask legitimate questions and in an effort to support us, they are providing testimonials of their experiences. That's I do too. Awesome. It's Thank you. Thank you very much. Incredibly gracious and appreciated. Yeah. So <sighs> you made me happy. <laughs> <laughs> but in all honesty, uh, Rob, remote ID. Remote ID. I mean, this is uh, what an exciting time. Sorry. <laughs> Did I do that actually on the show? No, it is good. We got a lot of what we wanted uh, from the FAA. But I still think, in all honesty, you know, going through the remote ID documents and also in really understanding what these uh, add-ons for broadcast are going to look like, for me, it doesn't really seem super clear. I mean, it's it seems like we're still kind of in this wake of... Uh, waiting for really a lot more specificity from the FAA as far as what these devices, uh, you know, are going to actually uh, emit from on and what frequency, et cetera, and how it's going to be done. When I go down the rabbit hole, uh, I'm not really too clear. I know that there have been patents from people 
regarding, you know, options. I'm not really sure those are going to be the options. When we also look at the, the typical lifespan of a drone and we also look at drones that are, that represent, you know, 90% of the industry, I'm talking about DJI. Uh, when we look at those drones, we look at how they already broadcast remote idea over one form or another. It really makes me question, uh, you know, how things are going to evolve over the next few years. Mm -hmm. uh, the areas that he's talking about, by the way, to clarify, are Frias. Right. Um, and do we even have a map of Frias yet? Because I think people are still applying to be in Frias. You're going to, you know, obviously AMA fields. I think you're going to see a lot of schools, uh, meaning elementary schools, you know, middle schools, right. high schools, et cetera. Um, but when it comes to these actual devices regarding the remote ID add on, I just want to say, number one, we don't need it just yet. It's March right now of 2021. We literally have two years uh, and a month now because of the delay to really worry about this. Um, and things may evolve. They may change. And I don't want to sit here on radio and say, go to this manufacturer, get this. It's going to work because it may not. It may not work. It may change. The FAA may, may come out with further guidance saying, okay, we, we expect this this and this well and as i think you've alluded to previously most drones are going to be okay they're not going to need this module yes right the probably the vast majority of what people are flying and frankly many of those who are flying drones that will require it ain't going to use it <laughs> so <laughs> that's another story <laughs> yes but it's probably a relatively small issue Correct me if I'm wrong While in terms of the masses. As far as the masses are concerned, I think that you're right, but I don't want to negate the importance of the subject for that particular small nuanced group of pilots because sure. for, I mean, we're talking about you know FPV builders or people who fly FPV. We're talking about Cinewhoops. We're talking about... Um, the AMA people flying, you know, their remote control planes and helicopters, et cetera. And in many certain cases, adding on certain objects to these drones would make them less safe, not more safe. And also that's why I think the question and maybe uh, we'll get further guidance in the next few years about what is actually navigable airspace, because as the FAA calls for further regulation and further regulation and further regulation and further regulation, um, you know, it, it might push select verticals of this industry to push back a little bit and say, well, okay, hold on, let's go back to the definition of your, uh, you know, your charter. And let's go into uh, the definitions of what airspace is and who's really affected by it. Because I don't really see how our country benefits over the long term by limiting people, especially kids, uh, and especially the younger generation with FPV. I don't understand how it benefits our country and our nation to fulfill STEM jobs, engineering, math, science, aerospace, avionics, et cetera. I don't understand how we progress our country by limiting and inhibiting the younger generation of flying and where they can fly. And I will also say, Rob, I, got a, I have a legitimate question for you. You see how willy-nilly most new people are, okay? And that's not a dig on new people buying drones. It's just that... 
in American society, when you can buy a camera at Best Buy and there's a drone right next to it, it's this assumption that it's going to be used in a very similar fashion, right? A lot of people don't think about where can I fly this drone, right? Even though there's like, you know, pieces of paper inside of the package, like even when you like open up and fire up the app, people just ignore it on like numerous levels. I think part of that is human, right? You get super excited and giddy. But my question is, is how does the FAA overcome this stigma or this ideology and lack of awareness of new people buying and flying drones. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, how do they overcome people buying these drones and just taking them and flying them without really looking at where they can fly? Well, the new trust system is designed in part to do that, right? The new trust? The new training system for recreational pilots that Ah. pilots are going to have to go through. Isn't that part of what that's for, is to do exactly what you're talking about? I mean, I think so. But then my question is, is how do these pilots go into that system. I mean, what is the connection? Hopefully via drone you, but what do you mean? <laughs> well, okay. I, well, okay. Well, but I mean like, me okay, here. let's say I, let's here. I'm brand new phone. Let's say that my phone represents yeah. a new drone. Okay. Okay. Um, and I buy this new drone from Best Buy or Radio Shack. If uh, I don't think they exist anywhere or they do not, unfortunately, uh, or another store. Okay. Okay. Where is the connection between powering up that drone and knowing to take the test. Yeah. I'm not, I didn't mean to put you on the spot. No, by no, the way. no, just... no. It's a very valid and good question. And, and the only like direct connection that comes to mind is if there is something like in the box, right. Or on the box that they're buying that says, or, I mean, if you want to get really crazy, which I'm not suggesting this should happen better not, but like you can't even start the drone until you've put in a code that you've taken the test. That's not going to happen. But to answer your question, I mean, I don't know. It's something in between those. At least I don't think that's going to happen, right? That's great. Because now you're talking about getting involved with manufacturers and, and come like, on, we're still America people. Well, and so, and that's a very good point because these are not certified aircraft. The FAA has no legal authority to tell manufacturers how to build uh, or do anything with their aircraft because they're not certified. I mean, we talked about another manned pilot brought yeah. this up and I was just like, holy cow, yeah, this is a really good argument. Executive orders are a thing, oh, right? Geez. <laughs> so, I mean, it can happen with a signature. So we say, that's why I say we're still America people. Let's let's try to stay America. But uh, Which forces us to come up with intelligent solutions, right? It does, yeah. Because I sure. can understand DJI. They're going to say, we're not going to do that because... Well, numerous reasons, but one of which is sales. Yeah, right? How the does only reason? Okay, okay. Well, maybe uh, it's not the only reason, <laughs> but it's it's. Uh, so we got a hundred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right it represents, you know, a good eighty percent of the yeah, other reasons. Because the last thing I want, yeah, never mind. We're not going to talk about their democratic prowess, right? Well, so. I mean, I just think about you know the two new drones that we just got in uh, last month uh, regarding the FPV, and yeah, we're finally getting that don't crash course on the Mavic Air. We got the Mini Two out before the Air Two. But, you know, I bring up those two particular cases. And I mean, I fired up the drone. I plugged in the remote, plugged in my phone, hit the sticks, take off. Well, and so how is that going to happen? Hopefully in partnerships with people like us, right, where we can let people know this is the FAA's expectation. 
when you buy a drone and, and getting the word out. Um, PSA on CBS News. I don't know. <laughs> How are they going to do that? I mean, you're, you're trying to reach the masses and you're trying to reach a lot of people that you're, you're having to find a lot of different avenues to reach people because of what you just said. You can buy these drones in Best Buy and people do yeah. or Walmart or Costco or wherever, right? And so there's a lot of folks going in there that, yeah, how are they going to know that this is even a thing that they need to go be trained before they can fly? Many people, I, ignorance is not a defense. However, I agree with that. However, there's going to be a lot of people that don't know. And you're right. There's going to have to be uh, pretty solid strategies to get the word out to people, if not putting something in every single box or whatever. Well, I mean, they put things in every single box right now. That's why it just seems to me like this is becoming a ever-growing uh, this molehill has turned into a mountain and it's an ever growing mountain True. that they've got to overcome. True. And, and frankly, do people actually, I mean, you could put the prettiest card in the box you ever thought of with the prettiest colors and it's the biggest card and it's a thicker stock, but you still got people, the masses I would suggest that are just excited about the drone. Yeah. They may come back to that card because it's so pretty, et cetera, which is very expensive. Most of them probably won't. So I don't know how you do that. I, I don't. It, it takes all sorts of, uh, it takes a group effort and it takes people that are committed to helping get the word out, hopefully like us and others like us and, you know, whatever other strategies to come up with. It's just very interesting. And it's something I, 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 I was just sitting here just kind of thinking about it. I didn't bring that up in pre-show, by the way, nor did I attempt to strategize uh, over here to, to poke the bear. It's just a legitimate question because. It is a legitimate question. As and if. I, as FPV becomes bigger and bigger, yeah. then you take the question and say, okay, so you solved the problem by, you know, putting a card in the box. Well, what about FPV drones? Are you going to put a card in every box that comes with a frame, a flight controller, ESCs, a motor? Like what well, box does it go in? I guess you have to say, okay, what is the most needed component of the FPV drone, right? You put something in like, I don't know if you're going to, if you're going to buy a kit to put a gun together or you're going to buy all the parts separately, which piece of the gun do you put the... I don't know, the lower. I'm right? Well, I mean. So you figure that out. I mean, these things are solvable. Yeah, they are. And it's never going to be 100%. Well, the reason I bring it up is because, once again, here we are two years away from needing to worry about these modules, these broadcast modules that w was the main uh, really focus on the question. And I would just mm -hmm. reiterate to everyone listening out there, I really don't think it's worth your time right now. I would say things are going to evolve. They're going to develop. We're going to have numerous options for these little modules. Uh, I think that um, there are going to be maybe modules that work great with FPV drones. Maybe there are modules that work great with other types of drones. Um, I just think that there's, while there are options out there right now, I don't think it's in anyone's best interest to discuss those options because I also don't think that they're going to be around in two years. Or maybe some of them develop and evolve and it's the solution. We just don't know what we don't know right now. Mm -hmm. And I think it's extremely important to just not... Uh, speculate too much on uh, an issue that has so many black swans because the FAA has outlined what these modules are supposed to do, you know, receivable on a phone. Okay. Well, well what does that mean? Uh, NFT or not NFT, NFC, excuse me. I'm not talking about selling any of my drone photos on crypto markets. Okay. <laughs> I meant near field communications <laughs> just to clarify. Um, but is it going to be over Bluetooth? Is it going to be over Wi-Fi? What's the protocol? 
the frequency. I just honestly believe that there are some unknown unknowns. And then when I think about that, I really, I really think about the FPV community. And I really think about how is the FAA really going to incorporate these people, you know, to even coerce them into buying modules that they plug into their FPV drones. Because the dichotomy that traditional commercial pilots work within is working in consumer and prosumer drones. These things are already built in and have been for two years. So Yeah, so couldn't you just build that into the flight controller anyways and... Very good point. Anyone flying that new DJI FPV drone? Well, I know you can see those on Aeroscope. So is the DJI system going to be, you know, uh, allowed in two years? And then all those DJI FPV drones will be good to go. But then I bring up, again, the larger conglomerate of FPV pilots and the dictonomy that they work within. And... um, Man, that mountain seems to grow in my mind the more and more we talk about this. But that said, uh, the long challenge it is the long and the short of it, ladies and gentlemen, is simple. Uh, Broadcast modules. There are a few options out there. We're not going to go into those manufacturers because I think that we're going to see a big evolution in the years to come on what to expect, how it's going to work and who it's going to work for. Yeah, so just keep your eyes and ears open for information that comes out on this stuff. And as far as free is, I know you adju- you addressed it a little bit when we first started, but basically, as far as we know, there's nothing yet associated with like what is a. I mean, where can you go to be in that position? Because you don't need to yet. Yeah. Right. I wonder if they release that new um, that new advisory circular on the application process of free is and whatnot. I think they did. They did. Um, I think so. Well, it might be. uh, Maybe this podcast then and the point they're in will be, hey, uh, (laughs) uh, hey, get prepared for Frias and you might want to apply to have one. Um, Can you have one in your backyard? I would. I would apply for it. But I don't have a ranch. I really need a ranch. Um, But maybe people do that. Hmm. So. Anyways. Yeah, well, thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us. If you have a question, go to askdroneu.com. Please send it to us. But that is going to do it for us today. My name is Paul. My name is Rob. This is Ask Drone You. We believe that videos, images, words, and sounds have the absolute power to inform, inspire, and entertain. We reject indecision, confusion, and vanity, for they work against the community. We are united under the virtues of safety and knowledge. We are a training community of learners and teachers who encourage and energize each other to achieve greatness. We are pilots, videographers, photographers, freelancers, business owners, enthusiasts, experts, and apprentices. We are creators. We are the Drone Youth.